I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is friend of the Nerdalogs and friend of mine, Sean Boyle. And he comes to talk to me about his love of parenting. Uh, he <laughs> admits that if you'd asked him about six years ago, he would have vehemently uh, refused to believe that he uh, would be so adamant and loving of his position as a parent as he is now, but he has a two-year-old son uh, with his wonderful wife, Diane. And uh, it's become a huge, important part of his life and and seems to be something that really uh, keeps him on his toes and interests him beyond just the mechanism uh, of the responsibility of parenting. I think Sean does a good job of describing some experiences that he's had with it that have, you know, helped him see the world in a different way. Uh, but he also wanted to be clear that if you are um, a young person who, or, you know, an older person, who knows, if you're a person who is anti-kids, who doesn't think they ever want to have any, who is annoyed by them, et cetera, et cetera, that this isn't his attempt to try to convince you to be otherwise, um, that you should be that way. If that's how you feel, uh, then you're not ready to be a parent. Um, but he encourages people to um, find ways to be around it and experience kids that aren't theirs just to kind of uh, gain that that's perspective outside of themselves. Anywho, uh, Sean also, also mentions... Uh, during the recording that he is now the video producer for the Zen Parenting Radio podcast. Uh, and he wanted to, um, he, he's been a big fan of theirs for a long time since before he became a parent. He was trying to find a resource for advice and uh, has really, really enjoyed listening to their show and is now really overjoyed to um, be working with them uh, on their video side of things. So while this has no, um, you know, connection to that beyond his involvement in both, uh, this is, you know, this is Sean's story. This isn't, um, anything Zen Parenting Radio's story. Uh, if this interested you, or if you think a podcast about parenting would go check that out. Uh, Sean had nothing but nice and cool things to say about it. So, little podcast love from one to another's and parenting radio. Uh, and then keep an eye out for once Sean has uh, produced some video um, aspects of their show. Because while a lot of that's still in the works, um, I'm sure there are some cool things to be found eventually. Cool. So that's a plug for that. Some other plugs before I get into the episode. Every Thursday night at 8 at the Annoyance Theater, I'll be a part of a show called Fishbowl um, that is hosted by an improv group, Side Unseen. It's mainly 
a show to give some annoyance students the possible opportunity to play on an annoyance stage with annoyance current performers and some veterans and teachers and it's been so much fun so far i would encourage anyone who enjoys improv to come check it out especially if you're an annoyance student so that you get that opportunity to play um yeah it's just so fun come do that it's become a highlight of my week this saturday at 10 p.m at the playground theater will be our, um, I don't know how often they happen, biannually, I don't know, every three or four months, anywho, uh, our every three or four months incubator night, and that night marks the formation of new incubator teams, uh, team or teams, and, uh, welcomes them to the playground fold, it's a big bit fest, party basically so if you've ever been a part of the playground community or would want to be or just want to see what it's like um come check that out because i think it's a pretty good representation even though it's a dumb dumb party fest so if that's what side of the playground community you want to see (laughs) come check that out Um, that's this Saturday, the 21st of February at 10 p.m. at the Playground Theater. I think that's it. Um, this was really great. It was really cool to hear Sean speak so, um, personally about his experiences with parenting. And, uh, I hope that everyone enjoys it as much as I did. Though I have no desire to become a parent anytime soon or you know, who knows, maybe ever, uh, uh, but, he, uh, yeah, but who knows, one day, maybe, guys, we don't have to figure that out now, just listen to this enjoyable podcast, thanks. Well, I was, I was talking to Diane about it, I was just, you know, you're doing, like, the reviewing your argument, like, yeah. oh, I don't know, really like, I said that, that, right. way. like, you know, so my new thing is I'm just going to say you hate freedom. <laughs> you hate freedom. You hate America. Yeah. Like you want to so tell you want to tell people what they can and can't do with their lives. You hate America. Yeah. Go, it's, go to another country that hates freedom. I just think you as know? soon as freedom comes into the conversation, there's. I heard this in a play relatively within the last few months, um, and the line was basically something to the effect of like. There are people who don't, who purely want everyone to, or there's like two sides of the coin where freedom is concerned. One is that, um, any, the idea that freedom is like anything, anyone can do anything they want to do. And then there's the other side of it that is anyone can do anything that they want to do as long as it doesn't impede someone else's freedom. Yeah. So in my mind, no one in no one who feels they're transgendered or is transgendered or anything under that umbrella, you know, anyone who is a homosexual, any anyone's gender gender identity or sexuality is so their thing and has so little to do with my own freedom yeah, exactly. that like it's so it's absurd for me to think that that impedes on my freedom. But there are so many people who don't believe that. There's so many people who think that their own freedom has 
is contingent upon other people's fucking sexuality or gender identity or anything. It's so And then absurd. you get into this issue of, like, um, of challenging privilege. Well, yeah, Because then sure. it's, you know, one thing now I feel like, um, I feel like a lot of guys are like this, where if, if, if a guy gets says the wrong pronoun... Yeah. You know, like, uh, one thing I, I learned, I learned all this shit from podcasts. <laughs> so one thing I learned from a, a trans person on a podcast was their past version of themselves, pre-transition, uh-huh. was still referred to as their transgender. Sure. They were never a boy just because they didn't transition, you know. And But then they said some trans people disagree. And oh, will say interesting. Their so if you're just a regular person... And you just you get that wrong one way or the other, and they correct you. There's this weird privilege thing where we melt down. Oh, like, I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. it's, like, it's okay. It's like if you say someone's name wrong, yeah, you know, it, or whatever, you just say, oh, it's it's pronounced this way. Yeah, go, I think. Okay, thanks. Sorry. I think that's it's, what the issue it's not is. That big it's the stigma. Deal. If we remove the stigma from it, it's like why do I got to think about it? Why do I got to worry yeah. about this shit? Like, because you want to be polite. Yeah, it's the same as like it's like you said. It's the same as getting someone's name right. Yeah, it's or, not a big yeah, deal. Yeah, I because I had a conversation with my boyfriend recently where we were talking about um, trying to understand different terms where like uh, where trans was concerned, where um, different terms for like like what gender queer means versus yeah. like other you know uh, like sexuality and gender identifications, you know? And we just fucking looked it up and, like, read about it. And it's kind of like what you said, where, like, some trans people prefer one way to use pronouns, some prefer another, where, like, that's kind of what genderqueer uh, was was uh, defined as, like, well, this term can be used kind of loosely. Like, some people use it to mean this, and some people use it to mean this. And I'm like, well, at least now I know yeah. that, like, it's not one set thing. And and then, and so I just feel like every, if everyone, I don't know. <laughs> I, that feels so shitty, too, though. If everyone could just uh, do things like I do things, uh, we'd all yeah, be fine. <laughs> well, I, just, I just admire, like, things that just make you think about something. Yeah, so me when too. You, when you see some when you see something that challenges the status quo or something that just doesn't fit in, or just that's interesting. That makes this world, in, you know, fascinating and thought provoking. Totally you, you know, and they, with parenting, it's such an interesting uh, place. Where I, I feel could, like I was I just about. Have, um, do you want to start? Like I was going to bring it around to that too. Yeah. So my guest today is Sean Boyle, um, and he has so graciously joined me to talk about his uh, love of and experience with parenting. Yes, uh, it's interesting because. Maybe five, six years ago, uh-huh. maybe the last thing on my list that I was interested in, I was one of those people that said he would never be a parent. Oh man! Legitimately thought I even would just never... five or six years ago. Six, yeah, six years ago. Wow. Yeah. What? Um, where were you in your relationship at that point? Uh, my, if I may my ask. now wife Diane, we were happily together. Yeah. And I definitely knew that she was going to want to have kids someday. Uh-huh. And she knew that I didn't want Were to Were you have already kids. married? No. Okay. No. And it was just always, we just had, like, we'd have an honest dialogue about sure. it. Saying, like, hey, this might be an impasse one day, and that's yeah. okay. Like, I feel like that's the only way We're having fun right can. now. We're yeah. in love. 
Oh. The sex is good. Yeah, baby. And just keep on rolling. It you know? leads to kids. We weren't, we weren't ignoring. We weren't being like sure. you know, naive, or we weren't ignoring it. You know. Um, Again, I think that's the only way to navigate stuff like that is just vocalizing it. So I started to kind of recognize that my anti-kid status was a little bit more derived from... I come from a broken home. My parents divorced. Before I was even making memories, my parents divorced. Sure. I I don't have a memory of mom and dad in love. I don't have a memory of mom and dad in the same room. Same. It was not a good situation. That kind of thing has such an effect on people. Where kids are concerned and where marriage is concerned. Yeah. And so... And I also just kind of had an environment where... um, I don't really remember my parents having fun parenting until I was old enough to, like, play poker. Oh. You know, like, party with the adults. Like, oh, man. My mom was a bit of a partier. Uh-huh. And so it always kind of felt like we were a bit of a drag. <laughs> That's <laughs> so know? funny. And uh, the other interesting well, thing... And I'm sure that would force you to try to, like, feel older I, or act I think, older. Yeah, I think I internalized it. Like, kids are a drag. That's definitely... A theme in my head. It was not this, you know. It was also um, at a young age. I, I started being create. I was kind of a creative rebel. I had weird hair. I was into <laughs> like you know, kind of metal, goth music. Did you grow up around here? Uh, South suburb Chicago. Okay. And so I just and then when you're in that kind of uh, niche group, you look at the marketing towards families and it's like these boring suburb families with the minivan and the day job and I was in I was a musician I was in a band I wanted to tour and be a rock star and all this you know pipe pipe dream I I play guitar very poorly (laughs) (laughs) The the only reason I was in a band was the talented musicians couldn't navigate and like make things happen with concerts and other bands they were all like that's you know, so I was funny. very social and aggressive. I would just go out and start calling Every venues. Every group needs people yeah, like that. Yeah, I was that. very much like a band manager that they taught a few power chords that to. That is so funny. <laughs> it was so much fun. It was it was a great experience. And then I quickly, as soon as the band broke up, I was like, yeah, I'm never touching guitar ever again. <laughs> it's hanging in my basement right now. That's so um, funny. The, the other thing that I realize now as an adult, and I've, I've had these conversations with with other parents about boys, the way you treat boys is weird. And I because you have a you have yeah, a young boy. I have a two year old son right two now. Two year old, yeah. Um, and I, I had this this clear memory of my entire childhood playing Grand Theft Auto Three while my little sister is babysitting children. Yeah, you know, it's so, so I'm literally true, playing a video game, doing the most heinous things imaginable, and it's fun. It's a fun game. I'm not trash the game. I kind of still play it a little bit here and there now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my sister's nurturing a human being. That is so funny. She's two years younger than me, and she's getting this beautiful experience and, like, engaging with a young child and being a role model. And I'm just sitting But also seeing the reverse. Yeah. Playing video games. Like, no one threw me any, you know, just, it wasn't expected of me. Yeah. You're a boy. Do boy things. Girls, be responsible. You know, so take care funny. of this world because these these assholes aren't going to do shit. On my way home tonight, yeah, it's very much like the Homer Simpson complex. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was listening to something on my way home tonight. Totally applicable. I've been going back into old episodes of the Pod F Tomcast. Have you ever yeah, listened to this? Yeah, I uh, like his uh, dead dead poet. 
It's yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. Um, but yeah. Oh, oh, oh um, dead authors. Dead authors. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I love that. Um, but it's uh, so it's run by uh, or hosted, I guess, and curated, what have you, by Paula Tompkins. Um, and he was doing this. He was playing a bit from a live show. And I can't remember the name of the comedian who brought in the bit, but they were talking about the absurdity of the second verse of Christmas songs. And one of the ones he brought up was Up on the Housetop. And in the second verse of Up Up on the Housetop, they describe what's in the girls' stockings and what's in the boys' stockings. Yeah. And all the girls' stockings had a doll in them, period, (laughs) end of sentence. And all the boys' stockings have... A hammer with tacks, a ball, a whistle, and um, oh, what's a whip? So it was like all these really like <laughs> aggressive toys slash like you know sports. So it's like yeah, play sports, like, yeah, beat up stuff, and then and then for the girls, just a doll, learn how to take care of kids. Like it's, I mean, who who knows when that was written? The thirties, probably forties. I don't know. But it's just like so ingrained. Yeah, my uh, I, I'll spill some dirt about family. Right yeah, now. go my, for it. My my grandma, it, she's a very loving, kind person. There, she said something very alarming to me. Oh no! She came up to me and she said, uh, "Sean, when when I handed your grandfather Bobby his his son, my uncle, he said that was the greatest gift you've ever given me." Uh, it sounds beautiful. There are two girls before him. Oh, no, no, One no. of which is my own mother. <laughs> and no. <laughs> that is legit. That's how so many men think, though. I mean, I know it's more of a more of a I generational get, oh, I get, thing. I get, a little, I get a little angry when people make that implication. That's that, so crazy. You know. um, but anyways, back back to what I was saying before. Yeah. Um, so what happened? I had I held on to that idea, and then I went through like a kind of a curmudgeony, uh, coming out atheist, just angry, and long rants on Facebook, and just like <laughs> How old are you? a lot. Of, um, thirty-two. How old were you at that oh, point? Um, like twenty-three, twenty-four. I was gonna say like early twenties, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And curious. it was just a lot of like negativity, a lot of just trying to tear people down. Mm-hmm. And this is what you know. This you know, I read a lot of Chuck Palahniuk. <laughs> so like one of the quotes out that still me. sticks in my brain today is, uh, "Parenting is the opiate of the masses." Oh my god! Like, I globbed on to that. I consumed that stuff. Wow! So, I was just rampant about it. Like mm-hmm. I'm a radical. I'm different than everyone. And it's. It's very fleeting and insecure. Looking back, I'm like, sure. yeah, that's that's a weird, that's a weird process that I had to get through. And a lot of people just kind of stood around, going, "Yeah, he's kind of uh, angry. We'll let him yeah. sort it out." Sean's angry about something. Oh, okay, <laughs> and you just kind of stick around. Um, but what kind of silenced that and helped me get over that phase was uh, getting interested in art myself. So I oh, started cool. watching uh, really weird indie films, like you know. I, one of the first one was uh, "Let the Right One In." Oh yeah, I yeah. love it. That, yeah. movie, that movie blew my mind. I'm like, whoa, this is not a Hollywood yeah. movie. This is not. It's you know, so good. Um, and I just went further down that rabbit hole of like getting thinking like, hey, I kind of want to be a filmmaker. I kind of think I want to be an artist. That's so cool. Getting back to that young, you know, crappy guitarist version of myself. And and you had never done anything like that before. No, I mean. Uh, 
I, I had another weird, very young. Uh, this was almost like something I. Uh, what do you call it when you have a memory that comes out of nowhere that you? Oh, uh, repress. Yeah, I had like a repressed memory that I won a certificate for writing in elementary. Hmm. And I'm not sure. I remember. Remember Bill Clinton being mentioned that it was like a presidential seal oh. award for writing, and I was giving it to him like in a in a gym assembly in front of kids. Uh huh. And I I just feel like I may maybe I wrote something about yeah. my parents' divorce or oh wow. I'm not really sure, but I just felt like, and then I just had this kind of sadness of like, well, nobody told me that I could write. That you're good enough at it. Yeah. To like, so do I, it. I, and I was just a D student, and I just kind oh. of didn't study and didn't try. But you got some. But oh man, I, I, I know I, there's some kind of elementary like president's essay type i bet it was something like that and, and maybe i invented this story altogether <laughs> yeah I, I literally do not know man um oh but i just gosh. always had this kind of you know creativity just this this thought being lost in my head my imagination just inventing stories and just going down a rabbit hole you know whatever hypothetical i love hypothetical questions i i will always ask people in conversations like what if this happens mm-hmm. you know or, or, or whatever it is and i've just always been that kind of weird guy and i'm sure a lot of that fueled the like frustration of your early 20s yeah. too of just trying to be like more of a free thinker and just yeah, feel like everybody out. was yeah. everybody was keeping you back yeah. i'm not normal i'm not normal yeah. notice me notice me yeah. yeah and he didn't have any kind of like outlet yeah a medium a platform or being or angry yeah, yeah something to put your energy into uh-huh um and so i i just i kind of feel like as I got in, interested in filmmaking and screenwriting and, and, and writing, I started, um, I was just trying to think of, a, like, a way to kind of challenge myself mm-hmm. as, like a, as a narrative. Like, what's a weird thing I can I can dig into and use as a platform to write? Mm-hmm. And I started this blog called Exploring Avery. And the okay. notion was that I'm writing lessons for a child that doesn't exist. Like, wow. to my future child that I don't want... And wow. that's not real. And um, and so I and that was a way for me to kind of like dig into some of the the broken home, you know. Do you think that's and, like maybe where the origin of your of your like interest in parenting started? Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. The more creative I got, the more I started to um, you know just kind of dig into that world and push myself harder. And then you, you get into deeper stuff. That's so interesting, though, that that's the route you went to. Yeah. So, like, lessons in turn, like, what kind of lessons? Um, you know, I started reading some for the Your Stories. That's, oh, yeah. That's what got me into the Your Stories. I cool. Read them. You know, I, I, I did one about WALL-E that I'm so proud of because uh-huh. I'm just, like, obsessed with that movie. It's great. <laughs> I turned that, like... It's a kids movie, and to me, it's like you know, it's it's a it's a weird, obscure, foreign, silent film. To me. Yeah. Oh, the first, like, especially the first like thirty minutes of it are fucking yeah. incredible and beautiful, and so yeah, it, barely any dialogue. Well, and, and the, the thing that that drew me into Wally as, as a character was he was turning our trash to things that we just didn't care about into works of art, into things that matter. He breathed life into just random garbage that we could give a shit about. Yeah. And there was something just so oddly poetic and inspiring about that idea. Yeah. It just stuck with me. I think it is one of the more poetic um, Pixar films. Yeah. And then uh, one of my other favorite ones that I wrote was about uh, just some 
uh, oh, you know, it was one that I thought was interesting was about uh, when I was growing up as a kid, we were the family with a pool. Oh, nice. So I'm a swim, just swam my whole life. Every, uh, every summer day, you're in the pool. And so I might have been like 14. I was kind of old enough to be home alone. So I was definitely home alone. <laughs> an important part of the story. And I would dive into the pool. And one day I dove too sharp and just smashed my head, my shoulders. I saw a white flash, flash pop in my eyes. Oh and, like, for God. a half a second, it crossed my mind. Like, You're like I'm, I'm, I'm dead. literally going to die. I'm yeah. just going to float and suffocate. And oh my, my, my mom's going to come home and find this body floating in the pool. Yeah. It, obviously, I'm here. It didn't happen. I was okay. <laughs> and I've, I've not dove into a pool ever since. I don't feel like it anyone can blame. So what happened? Funny. How did you get out? I was fine. Just nothing, no, no spinal cord injury. You know, maybe, it was just like you like hit concussion. your head hard enough that it just like rattled you. Maybe I just Holy maybe shit. if I jumped. It's one of those things where you think if I jumped an inch higher, oh and yeah, was traveling, you know, a fraction a degree yeah. faster, I, I might. Of course, might have. But just I mean, there's so you could ask so, but like you could ask that question about any point in your day yeah. you know like if i had taken that turn half a second later and got well, what, the, what the blog made me think of when i wrote that was i never thought of it from my parents point of view oh it never really dawned on me that like the, all Reading the work that. all the time all you know just the love and you know because that you know, broken home and oh, all, if it all, had all happened, these, all these issues aside i my my parents tried and they they did the best they could, yeah. and it was hard work for them. Because that's all anyone can do. And I probably almost just ruined it. Oh, Jesus. Just yeah, because man. I, you know, you're a 14 year kid who's died in the pools. Yeah. 14 years. So, uh, my son will not have a pool. <laughs> Play it safe. I think about, like, yeah, it's morbid, but, like, I think about stuff like that. A decent amount. I don't know, like, about how... I don't know why, because I think because they're important to me, and I think about losing them a lot, too, but I think about, like, what my parents would go through, like, were I to something tragically happen to me, and it just, like, breaks me to think about, so I'm like, cool, don't think about that anymore. Like, I don't, I don't think about, like, losing... I mean, because who fucking knows what happens if we go? But it, I do think about like who gets left if that if something tragic like that happens. But like, yeah, cool thing to talk about as a parent, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, that's called fear managing. <laughs> fear <laughs> managing. Yeah, fear managing. We got to sit down and have a conversation about you know what could go wrong. What to do if it does. God, um, I know there's so many... I feel like there's so many new parents who you hear uh, talk about, like, being afraid that this, it's, something's just going to, like, break when you're holding a yeah. baby and stuff like that. Uh, so, the next thing that happened that, you know, started pulling me away from the uh, the no children... Uh-huh. You know, uh, After you would already started exploring yeah, Avery. Yeah, so, um, I became a big fan of Louis C.K., yeah. Awesome. Just so I can, you know, stand out and not be like everyone else. <laughs> it's you know, funny. I, I'll brag. I was a little before the 
the the masses uh, came in but, before uh, Louis. I think that's really when things started uh, opening up for him. I actually, I actually didn't like Louis when he came out. Really? I watched the first episode and I didn't know who he was. Oh, and I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. You know. So uh, it was after Louis this, the started. I, I discovered his stand-up albums. I went through a phase of listening to stand-up albums at work, and uh, some of the ones I think it was chewed up. Uh-huh. It was like the first one we started talking about as kids. But what, what inspired me by that was to hear him talk about parenting in this creative way. Sure, that it's it's not this suburban, you know, drag. This, yeah, you know, you, you, there's all these weird narratives about parenting where like where the the mom does everything, uh-huh. you know, and then the father screws everything up. And, you know, yeah. I didn't, you know, I, I screwed up the chores. He's so what great What can I about... do? I'm going to watch football. Yeah. You know, there's, so it's, dumb. Yeah, when you hear Louis C.K. talk about it, it's very empowering. It's very, like, I take my kids to the store, and I just, I dropped a watermelon in my daughter's lap and said, that's a watermelon. Deal with it. And I watched her <laughs> face explode. Like, I never heard parents tell stories about parenting like that. that you get to do these interesting yeah. things. You get to show them something new and watch their face, like, just... That's so go, funny. Go insane. It's literal insanity. They, I feel they like can't he handle, also... Like, the first time my son bit, bit into a cookie... <laughs> It's just, you know, pure joy. Yeah. just exploded. His face, just his big smile, and instant addiction. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. That's but so funny. most of the narratives are just these kind of, like, you know, all the problems. It's just a lot of negativity. It's a lot of, you know, the things you can't do, the things you can't have. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you know, but when Louis C.K. presented this, presented it from more of a positive, and he'd make fun of him and stuff, but... When you listen back to, uh, you know, there was a story about uh, him showing his daughter ponies in the wild and uh, went bitter. You know? and, uh, oh, I, I know that bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally know that bit, yeah. And it's just, it, it just, I just kind of started coming around to the idea. That's so funny. And then uh, my wife's uh, brother married married someone who had a kid already. Okay. And so I'm around her and she was like two years old. Uh-huh. And so I started to You're kind like, of... this is okay. Yeah, it was very much like I probably held uh, two babies, two kids my entire life. Really? Yeah, I've, I've held a total of two babies. Yeah, I haven't held that. Not including my own. So my baby was the third baby I'd ever held. <laughs> held. So I was so ignorant to, yeah. to all of the, the good good parts of it. Uh-huh. And then it just, you know, um, maybe I'm trying to think of the age. I might have been like 29, and mm-hmm. I just texted my wife out of the blue. Well, she was not, not my wife at the time. I texted her and said, like, I think I want to be a parent. I think I want to have a Aww. kid. It's a weird thing to text yeah. someone. And, and it, it happened fast. We started talking. We were like, yeah, sure, let's sign marriage papers because you know, she's she's in the lawyer world. So for her, it was all, like, legal paperwork. Like, uh-huh. let's cover bases. And that stuff is all, you know, foreign language to me. I'm like, oh, sure, okay. All right. Like, yeah, have half of everything. I don't really have much. <laughs> Whatever. It's like, can we make a kid? Can we make a baby? It's like yes. I know, I know. This is what I want to be doing. I don't really care about all that. So we got married <laughs> like stuff. three weeks after that text. That is so yeah. funny. Yeah, we just did it in our apartment. We were just like, oh, that's so funny. Yeah. So it was really just like a. Do you? So you think you 
most of your um, more, most of the formality of the marriage was just to make sure that you had the like legal foundation yeah, for yeah. having a kid. We, we don't even wear rings. We're, That's we're, so funny. We're, we're just like it. It was important for her, yeah. you know, to be responsible. Sure. And uh, she also wanted to take the name. Yeah. I was, I was like, okay, have whatever name you want. I, cool. You know, sure. <laughs> Up to you. Take my name. <laughs> it's mine. You can have it if her, you want. Her name like, was harder to spell. Also, that's, keep that's, yours if that's cool. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, hyphen, like, whatever. Let's make mm-hmm. people's lives difficult. But <laughs> she just wanted the, the simplest route, and, and mm-hmm. Boyle is an easy name to spell mm-hmm. and work mm-hmm. with. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, you're a Boyle now. Okay. And then and she also wanted the, all three of us have the, you know, the same the, last name. Yeah, the banner, the family banner. So sure. To speak. Yeah, um, and then yeah, so we had to wait before we tried to conceive because of insurance reasons. Wow! Like her insurance was so bad that if she got pregnant on that plan, it would like covered nothing. What? Yeah. I mean, don't ask me why. It's oh, not my department, but so we had to, you know, wait until the new year got, came like, around. Plan. So literally from January first, it was you know. All right. Yeah, all all green lights. <laughs> Let's go. And she was conceived. Uh, not she was. Um, we found out she was pregnant in February, so it took two months. Hey, Amen. Pretty good. Not too if bad. Brag. Not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, pregnancy was fine because I, I wasn't pregnant. Yeah, of course. So mm-hmm. no, fine was, for you. <laughs> she she had a good experience. If I can speak for her a little bit. Um, she not too liked, sick or anything liked, during it? Not, not at all. She good. liked being pregnant. She just, you know, she just felt good the whole time. Wow. She just, you know, she just found it to be an interesting, weird, and, you know, fascinating way to walk around. Yeah. You get a, you get a little bit of attention. I was going to say, I'm sure you'd be able to gauge people way differently. Yeah. And um, the only thing that's... The scary thing about pregnancy, though, is that's when you start to, like, get into the real conversations about yeah. like, what could go wrong. Of course. Like, right out of the gate, you're like, oh, let's, we can't tell anyone. Yeah, because, you have like, to wait a certain yeah, amount of time. What's, what's the yeah. window where you're statistically less likely to have something go wrong? Yeah, I didn't really know that. a comfortable conversation with a bunch of people. Yeah, until my, my, um, until my brother's wife, my sister-in-law got pregnant, um, with their son, which was like three over three years ago now, because he'll be three in April. Um, but yeah, because they they told myself and my parents like slightly before they started telling you know other like extended family members and like their you know work and things like that. And I didn't. I was in college at the time. I didn't realize. Well, was I in college? Nope. But anyway, I didn't realize that was, like, a thing. I lived here already. Yeah. I didn't realize that was a thing. I was just like, yeah, you're pregnant. Like, you got a baby. Everybody knows, you know? Yeah. Like, it's like, no, you have to wait at least three months until you really start to tell anyone. And then you can kind of make it a little more public once you're like, all right, this thing's really in there, right? Like, that's so interesting. And then, you know, so, I mean, that came away and then... You know, my wife was really excited to tell people, and I was kind of like saying, "Let's let's wait, let's you know, let's not jump the gun, right? Let's just take it easy and uh, not stress about it, right?" You know, and, uh, so we, she made a big announcement, and, and that was that was exciting. Um, 
But then that brings in the next anxiety, the next of like, everyone fear. else's. Um, you start talking to people about their birth. Of course. And right now in this country, there's just there's a, a general assumption that like uh, we watched a documentary, and one of the things that stuck out was they said that women don't think they know how to give birth. Oh. That it's it's the culture that we have is that it's a medical procedure. Yeah. It's a thing a doctor does. Uh-huh. Then you're in pain and you do what the doctor says but to like avoid being in pain or whatever. Yeah, so successfully. It, the message of the documentary was that that has led into some issues where you know the the wishes of the of the woman in labor are not being represented because we don't challenge doctors. We don't push back. We just take their word for it. Hmm. And we go, they're the doctor. They know. When in actuality, we've been doing that for a very long, long time. Yeah. And Since pro- well before we understood before, all this process <laughs> as well as we do We wouldn't now. be here if, if the women in society didn't know how to give birth. Right. We wouldn't be here as a species. This is a thing that all women can do. They all know how to do it. It's just we're in a... It's, there are great things about Western medicine. You know, I'm not trying to trash all doctors, but what's, what, what I found out in, the, in this documentary was that there's nothing for a doctor to do during mm-hmm. labor. Mm-hmm. If there's no problems. The doctor is just, just like staring. <clears throat> it's just watching paint dry. Push it like, real good. <laughs> keep, keep trying. You know? Yeah. And so it was. It was interesting, and I try to share that story um, just just so everyone gets that thought in their head. Yeah. That like, yeah, be empowered. This is a thing you can do. And there's situations where the doctor does have to step in, but we need to draw those lines because the the, the C-section rates are through the roof. Wow. And. The more people we talk to about pregnancies, it would be like nine out of ten of them were negative. Wow. Nine out of ten were like, it was a nightmare, it was the worst experience ever, and the doctor screwed us up, and the nurse gave me medicine I didn't want. And wow. Just these traumatic experiences. Weird. Yeah, that all end in the same, oh, we can't do it, you know, C-section, take out the baby, moving on. And then once 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 a woman gets one C-section, her her chances of getting another are really high. Once she has two, doctors all but tell you you You're can't have, have a natural have a birth. That you can't do a natural birth ever again. So my wife, being a very strong, independent woman, she is right out of the gate said no 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 painkillers, no epi- no epidurals. I'm pushing this baby out old school. Yeah, She's I mean, like, I my mom that. did it three times without <laughs> without any you know without any pain meds. Yeah, I'm gonna do it at least once and just see how it goes. So yeah, we, we locked into that and um, we talked to the gynecologist about it and they because we were thinking like oh a midwife maybe even a home birth mm-hmm. like, we're kind of the new agey people like, uh. yeah, sure <laughs> if, the doc- if, if the if everything is okay. And the doctor Ooh, has nothing go. to do, then yeah. sleep in, dude. Why not? We'll yeah. call you. Yeah. And and ultimately, the gynecologist, Illinois is weird. They just recently um, decriminalized midwives. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. That's so crazy. <laughs> so there's still kind of not a lot around. Yeah, it's only do, decriminalized. It doesn't to, like, mean it's maybe like, drive 45 minutes or, or wow. something. And uh, and and my wife, she had a good good vibe with the gynecologist, and she just like 
well, we're going to do a natural, but we're going to be in the hospital. We're going to, you know, we're going to have access to everything we need if we need it. Sure. And then I'm going to fight to keep it natural. It seems like that's probably the way to go. And you hear yeah. a lot of women say, like, oh, yeah, I thought uh, I was going to go in natural and then got halfway through it and was like, <laughs> pump me with drugs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I knew my role was to just... Yes, yeah, you know. <laughs> grip my hand um, as hard as you want. And so once we figured that stuff out, it was interesting because the hospital had a low, they called it the low intervention ward, where low you you check the box to say, like, hey, don't mess with us. Like, unless we, like, yeah, let her, yeah, let, leave her alone, you know. Low intervention. Yeah. So there's my a market goodness. for this. Like, the... You know, med- the, the the hospitals are coming around, and uh-huh. it is you know. So everyone, speak up and and let your wishes be heard. Because, uh-huh. You know, that's who's giving birth is wow. the, is the woman. Yeah, you know, the doctors aren't doing it. It's so if if you're expecting a child or anyone's expecting a child, the way you want it to be done, tell your gynecologist right away. Whatever it is, have it. And, went, and 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 here's the the beautiful thing was. We, we followed everything the doctor said. Nine months went by like like nothing. And then uh, one night, um, well, I just woke up at like 7 a.m. Uh-huh. She was in the she was in our master our master bathroom um, right to the side of the bedroom. Uh-huh. And uh, she just kind of leaned over and looked at me and was like, yeah, I'm in, I've been in labor for like 10 hours. What? And I was like, why didn't you wake me up? And she's like, well, I just figured you might want to sleep a little because this could be a long day. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so he, he, here's what happened was, so she'd been in labor for, she started labor around 6 and it was, at, no, wait, she started labor around 2 a.m. Uh-huh. And I woke up around 7. Uh-huh. Um, so she'd been labor for five hours. So what happens is, is you have a timer. She had an app on uh, her like iPhone between every yeah, time between she has contractions. And so we just we just followed that. She followed it to a T. You know, she took a hot bath and listened to her favorite music, and we lit candles and just comfort and relaxation, and then agonizing pain for her, just screaming in pain oh for like 10, God. 15, 20 seconds, and then it get longer. Yeah. And the moment it hit that part, that mo- the moment it hit the mark that the gynecologist told, it's like, uh-huh. okay, here's when you come in. We did okay. Bags are oh packed. Oh my god! I didn't have a bag packed, so <laughs> <laughs> I had time to pack a bag, but I yeah. slacked off a little bit because it was so funny. Man, I was, was why, it like why was it a bag packed? I'm kind of mad at myself. It was a day before the due date. You had one thing to do. It was like I'm oh, back at school. Before. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna save my homework for the last day. That's you know? so funny. And then it's like pop quiz day before <laughs> you thought the homework was due. I had, yeah, I packed. Packed up some stuff, that and it was so uh, funny. And one one thing that broke expectation was driving really slow. Oh yeah, and you see stories in the movies where they're you know going ninety five miles an hour on the highway, and then uh-huh. the cop escorts you. Right, you know? right, 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 right. <laughs> and she was just in so much pain. It was the moment I went over fifty miles an hour. She's it, like, ah, it hurt. It was hurting oh, her. My and I was gosh, like, I'm well. panicking. <laughs> like, on my assumption is everything is going wrong. Yeah. 
everything is going wrong. Oh, that's we so screwed scary. this up. It's too late. And like in my mind, the baby's half hanging out. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, that's so scary. And you're just like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, How far did you pure, live from where it was being delivered? Oh, it was like a ten minute drive. But still, ten minutes. Uh, yeah, ten turned minutes. into like ten minutes. Twenty. Yeah. The <laughs> that, most careful. That felt like hours. The longest left hand turn <laughs> on a busy intersection. Uh, the no- the northwest suburbs has ever seen. And then everything went great. Yeah, well, she gave, we got into the hospital, and, uh, and you know, it's weird, too, going to the hospitals, they're so relaxed. Like, the nurse at the front desk is so comfortable. Uh-huh. And she's, Do they just see that every single like, day? It's just like I came in because I have a cold. Yeah. And I'm like, she's, here, here's her stuff, here's her social security card, here, wait, hurry, hurry. And she's like, sir, can you sign this paperwork? And All I'm right. like, Losing my mind. That was that was infuriating. Like, let's go, let's go. Get her to bed. And we go. Um, so yeah, we, she. Uh, it was it was wild. You know, I, I get mad at guys that say they they don't want to be in the room. Oh I'm yeah. Just like, no, you. Yeah, how you could can't you not? Anywhere else? It's, yeah, it's amazing. Um, and and maybe I just have that kind of scientific mind where I'm just yeah. fascinated by. by yeah, that I was going to say stuff, that earlier. So. It's like I feel like the fact that we brush off women uh, being able to or wanting to have control over whatever their birthing is. It's like guys. That baby was already grown inside of her for nine months. Like, all of that was biologically, you know, calculated and functioning. And, yeah, you can do shitty things while you're pregnant and vice versa. You can do healthier things while you're pregnant. But at the same time, like, like, the baby finds a way. And I just feel like it's kind of absurd that we don't continue that out into, like, the the birth, the actual birth, you know? Yeah. Um, she was in labor for, well, for, once we got to the hospital, it was like another three and a half, you know, two and a half hours or so. I think we got in around 10 a.m. Okay. And my son was born at 2 p.m. So, wow. yeah, four hours. And, like, we tell that to other parents, and they're like, wow, like, that's mind-blowing because yeah. a lot of people it's maybe they longer, go into right? early or maybe their labor just takes longer yeah um because some people can be in labor for like multiple days right i guess oof, <laughs> uh, yeah I, you know and there's there's a lot of like there's a lot of controversy that maybe that's the medicine because uh-huh. you know, they go back and forth between a medicine that will the painkiller which painkillers slow down oh, your body that slows right. down sure, the sure, birthing sure, process sure, sure. then they're like oh well you know she's not dilating fast enough so then they use pitocin which speeds up everything oh and so they kind of go that's what was told and i'm not a doctor but that's kind of it the sounds- story it's yeah it sounds and then they go oh it's, it's not going anywhere um so i don't know what that experience is like just her experience was interesting and i, and I do add a preface because she doesn't like that i say it this way but this is the way i saw it she didn't feel that it was was this way uh-huh. but what shocked me as a viewer of <laughs> child labor yeah. live action face to face watching it all happen uh-huh. to me i'm seeing a fight with life and death oh wow that's how intense and extreme Her own? yeah it, it, it's not it's nothing you can recognize wow. as anything you've seen anywhere else the the, the facial features the, the the tenseness of the body the muscle yeah. spasms it is a legit 
Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's a humbling moment. It's I can't just, imagine. Whatever I accomplish in my life will never touch this. That's crazy. Never in a, there's not there's not a skyscraper tall enough in the world you could build that will impress me more than what I saw her do. That's so That's funny. Absolutely, That's yeah. And uh, it, it was the, the final moment was amazing because I kept you know I'd sneak a peek down there uh-huh. and like you could kind of see the head peeking uh-huh. out a little bit. I'm like I'm getting excited. Like you know one of the rules she gave me was uh, don't say it, never say I'm almost there. Oh yeah because, yeah you know, yeah. In her mind maybe she's no not, concept of yeah right. And I was like okay so I you know I kept thinking oh this baby's almost there and so like I'm kind of like gauging by eyesight like how big the baby probably is like uh-huh. oh, I can see his head and you know I didn't know it's he but yeah uh, oh you guys didn't know no we didn't know the gender wow yeah, we totally cool just, that was my so hippie bro <laughs> I, I love that we were just like screw it you know we'll find out when it comes yeah. out all the in-laws buying all the what do we get yeah of them course man baby showers fuck that like, man yeah. gender neutral <laughs> uh so, like, I had gauged that... Or, like, buy pink shit and just be like, maybe it'll be a girl, maybe it'll yeah, be a girl. Yeah, I always made that joke, fuck. too. Like, yeah, get them pink stuff. Yeah, like, you know, who fucking get it? Blue it's stuff. Good, like, maybe it's, a it's, gr- it's the color of something the child's going to defecate in. Like, it's, yeah. not, it's not that significant. I can like, never... But the thing napping. is, like, I can never remember pink, liking pink in my whole life because it was just so, like, it was so thrust upon me. That at some point I was just like, man, fuck this. Like, I don't like pink. I like blue and red. I like, I like, <laughs> I like, like, colors, man. Yeah. And it was just, oh, so boring. Like, come on. Can we please get past that? So I was, like, gauging the size of the baby. And uh-huh. I was thinking, like, oh, he's a cute little baby. It's, you know. And then it happened in this monster. <laughs> I'm doing hand gestures on a podcast, yeah. but you just got to imagine that just never-ending creature is just coming out from under, under the Especially apron. Especially because once you get, once they get past the shoulders, it's, the rest is just like home free, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, once the shoulders are... Uh, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, it was, it was it, fast. The baby just comes right How out. How long was he? In my imagination, it was, it was endless. It was an endless child. It was, You're just like, how is all that was, inside of her? How did it get out? That's my, I, you know. And then the baby screaming. And then speaking of gender, like, the thought of gender was, like, not even, it didn't, I wasn't even, like, yeah. looking. I wasn't even, like, thinking. That's was so just, cool. It was just shock. It was this That's so um, cool. That's what it should be, man. moment. And then, um, and this is something uh, Louis C.K. talked about on Mark Merritt, where, like, the, the baby's oh, yeah, on the yeah, table yeah. crying. crying up. Your, yeah. your wife is a, just a big mess, just big mess. And, and you know, and my wife just told me, like, go, go to the baby, go to the baby. And that's when I found out it's a boy. Um... And then I did, like, you know, you do the... I took video of him, like, grabbing my finger. Uh-huh. And he's got these little baby hiccups. And uh, and it's also weird there's a ton of people in the room. Yeah. That's the other thing I forgot. It's, to- like, the most personal, like, <laughs> I know, moment you've ever had in your entire life. Yeah, when you're yeah, surrounded it's, it's, by strangers. I know. It's intern city. I'm, like, thinking, like, which which of these interns are, are hooking up on the side? I'm, like, oh, yeah, I'm right. Anatomy. Yeah, yeah. That's 
these, these complete strangers. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the interesting things that my wife decided to do was to tell no one she was in labor. Wow. No, not a single human knew. Yeah, I didn't know that my brother was either. I just, like, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure I just, like, got a picture and she, of my I, nephew and, and, and was and like, I, oh, my God. I do kind of encourage other people to do it because then it's just, it's our You don't experience. have to worry about it, yeah. I don't got to check in or give people updates. I'm focused. She's focused. You're just yeah. present. And what are they going to do? Like, they, you know, right. if you have a really close relationship and, you know, and it's... I, some people, it's probably different, I get that. But the default, just to, to, to assume that the default experience is to call everyone is in your Rolodex yeah. or get on Facebook and get It's like get the last, involved. I just feel like it'd be the last thing I would want at yeah. that point. Um, just like, we'll figure it out later. Everyone will know there's a baby. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the best moment was, was seeing um, Logan be placed in her arms for the first time. And then all the doctors bailed out. Once the baby, Good. once they knew the baby was fine, it yeah. was just the two of us in a room alone, and just this tiny little scared, freaking out baby. And then you know, I, I took video. I'm a filmmaker. <laughs> yeah. The camera was out, and it's like we can't watch it without just breaking down. It's oh, just, I can't imagine. It's so, I'm like tearing so, up at hearing you so talk about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then it was it was really cool. I got to call my my mother in law. Was the first person I called Diane's request. And yeah, said, hey, sure. you, got a, you got a grandchild. Yeah, Come that's on by. that's the first person I called. Yeah, um, and then to, just to get through some story real quick, uh, six months go by because. Mm-hmm. Six, for those Baby's first six months, yeah, the first six months poop. were really kind of boring. Yeah, you know, and it's kind of tough for me as the father because there's not much interaction. Sure, and I don't work insane hours. I was around. Yeah, you know, I was I was present, but like my wife's breastfeeding uh-huh. the baby and my wife have an intimate bond uh-huh. a skin to skin a biological yeah. yeah and the eye contact and I'm just kind of this uh, you're a guy just, who's yeah, around yeah just the dude that's like on the couch next to this yeah. situation right like, you know, it was a little, you know, um, and w- one thing I heard that I, makes me kind of regret was um, I heard another father say to change all the diapers. Oh. That the father, if a father volunteers to change every diaper, you are bond, you're bonding. It creates a physical connection, And then the baby's looking up, making eye contact with you, and you're providing a service. Yeah. You're not just around. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And I, I changed a fair share amount of diapers. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, when I heard that idea, I was like, I wish I volunteered more. I wish I did every single one I could. And maybe I would have had that connection that she had yeah. you know, earlier. Yeah. Um, or at least something closer to it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it was around six months was like the big breaking moment was his first laugh. Oh. And it was the weirdest. It, um, it, it, it made me think of a horror film. Oh, yeah. I thought like there was a poltergeist in my living room laughing at me. Because I'd never heard that laugh. I never heard that sound. And I took I took video of it. <laughs> and it's still, when I look, when I, I, we look back at that video, and it's still something very, so odd. And there's nothing he's laughing at. He's just experimenting with his vocal cords. Aww. And it's it was pretty wild. And, and that's when, you know, six months, we started introducing solid foods. Uh-huh. Um... And that's kind of when you really start interacting. Dinner time is a big interaction. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and that's when I started to, we started to bond immediately from that point That's on. great. Yeah. Um, 
And then that's It's also, so funny that it also has to do with, like, nourishment, though. Course. It's like, oh, yeah. that baby's got a one-track mind. <laughs> well, this is, I mean, look, they're, they're, they're building the basic stuff right now, uh-huh. right, at that moment. They're not, they're not thinking about, um, you know, about whatever, whatever weird the, movie you just saw. Right. They, there, there's no deep thoughts. There's not a lot going on. It's, they're just... I'm hungry, feed yeah. me. I'm tired, then, let me sleep. Nap, yeah. And then, you know... Um, but yeah, I once, have poop in my pants. Make yeah. it not so. And once he started walking, that's that's the game changer. That's, I can't. That's when you know. Yeah. That's that's also when you get into some parenting controversies. Oh, because sure. that's when you're actually going to be doing things that we call parenting. Uh-huh. You know, that's when, and you. That's also when you start seeing a divide in the way other people parent and the way you parent. Yeah. Um, and so one of the first divides that we experienced was nutrition. Okay. So I'm a vegan, and once he started to, you know, become interested in food, that's the food I have. That's what I serve him. And we we talked to our doctor about it, who's your average Western medicine doctor, and and he just said, you know, it's fine. He's like, I've had other vegan parents with kids. You, You watch their weight, and if they're, you know, so we were given the green light that hey, everything's fine. Yeah. Feed them what you want, and. And we'll we'll keep an eye on things, and if there's a problem, we'll you know we'll look into it and, and find sure. a resolution. And then one of the big things with that though was uh, was sugar. Oh, we did not give our child sugar for a very long time. Wow, he had his first birthday, and there was no cake for him. Oh no! People looked at us like we were monsters. Oh my gosh! So that was actually—it's funny because I. So thought, everyone else was just like judging you guys for that. So hard. But like, he doesn't know what he's missing. <laughs> well, that was my thought, you know, and that—and that's—that's what gets weird about parenting. That's—that's like, that's a healthier I, direction. I bring, up, I bring up the vegan thing because when I tell people I'm vegan, um, they jump to this like parenting down the road notion of like. Oh, you're going to force your kid to, to eat that his whole life? I'm like, whoa, no, whoa, whoa. that's I'm, not what I'm, I'm doing at all. right now. Like, I'm giving him nutritional food right now. As soon as it's right his now. choice what he eats. Yeah, so it's just, it gets uh. really weird and uncomfortable. And I kept thinking, like, oh, this, this, the, the, the vegan thing, this, this dirty word that makes everyone lose their freaking mind. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, I don't want to debate people. I don't want to argue with yeah. people. This is just like, my thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know. We're all healthy. We're all doing well on it. Just we just want to bring our salad to a party and be yeah. left alone. Like that's our <laughs> yeah, approach sure, to it. Sure. Like, we're not doing it to to start arguments with uncles, right? You know. So I got. And you're not of, trying to like preach the gospel of being vegan or anything. Uh, if someone wants to do it, I'll help them. Oh, I'll sure. give you advice. You but know, you're I'll not you going right to like look down your nose at anyone else. Yeah, you would if never. You, if you Instagram your steak dinner, I'm not jumping in the comments. Yeah, and like you, the thing, <laughs> is, the problem with it is that like you would never do that to someone else. Yeah. Like if someone else were like, yeah, some, their some kid, vegans do. The, the, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure there are plenty of vegans. Who, who are trying to like, well, what you should do with your children. <laughs> yeah, 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 whatever. But like, you would never go to a kid's birthday party and say to another parent, Ugh, you shouldn't be giving this kid a, no. a sugary cake. No. Like, what an asshole move. No, absolutely not. <laughs> so it's like, it's not your kid, man. But you don't get to okay. say. So that works in most polite conversations. We kind of all do that. So yeah. if, if someone eats healthier than another person, 
we all kind of manage that as adults. Sure. Yep. Parenting is weird because if I'm doing something different, I may not be saying or judging anyone directly, but just the People fact feel. that I'm not giving my kid cake, someone else at that party feels like, oh, Sean just called me a piece of shit because oh, I give my kids cake. And then they, and then they got to justify it to yeah. me and bring it up and make it weird. I'm like, well, I'm just like, yeah, I'm on my own journey. Just like, you know, I don't give my kid cake. He's got to eat cake. And then they do the same thing. They go, oh, you know, what you, you cookie police? You're, you're going yeah. to follow your six-year-old kid to his friend's house and slap the cookie. And it's like, no, no he's going to eat a freaking cookie. He's yeah. going to He's going to have those experiences. So. Yeah. And that's a constant thing with all the parenting things. So, and uh, one of my weird, as um, from just get into the, like, the parenting technique stuff, mm-hmm. is I'm very much, um, I love this idea of a child being like a living, like a child being a scientist. Like a child literally doesn't know what gravity is. Yeah. That's why they drop stuff. Yeah. They're discovering how the world what works. That does. Literally and as a parent you maybe had a bad day at work right. and you're stressed out and then your kid just dropped the whole plate of food on the ground yeah. and you wanna melt down and yeah. just like why what? And then thinking of him as a scientist really helps for me because I'm just like it's not personal. That's so great. He's not trying to ruin my day. Yeah. He literally wanted to see what would happen when I dropped yeah. this plate. He's a one-year-old. He, yeah, and, like, his hands are small. He can't hold plates well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's still holding on to that excuse a little. Yeah, little small hands. Or, yeah. it, it just, you know, it's so... One of the ways that I've, I've tried to... Um, my big thing as a parent is, is it's not my job to do everything for him. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing a lot of parents are saying now. But they, I don't see it in action because it's the fear. It's the, what if he falls? Well, he probably is going to fall. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know, like, Kids are going to fall. You just kind of, they're, you know, and you realize, you learn when you see him fall because he's falling a lot. Yeah. And you just, you just kind of leave him be, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't, we don't help our son do something until he cries for help. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you even let him cry a little bit. Like, you know, maybe, maybe there's a second wind, wind mm-hmm. around the corner, like, Hang in there, give it another shot, and then you can hear it when they're sincerely stressed yeah, out. Yeah, when it's anxiety. like, a, I can't and do it's this. it's like, okay, okay, here you go. I'll yeah. pick you up and help you up on this chair. But otherwise, you, you just sit back and you just kind of let them explore, figure some things out. They fall. They're pretty resilient. I love it. You're, you'd be surprised at the things that I, the way his head flipped off the couch yeah. and hit the floor. And, and, they, and it's just all those you nightmare turn, things yeah, are running through You would through turn it down and just assume the worst. I'm like, oh, here it is. First, first Murray's room. Here we come. <laughs> you know, right away. Your brain goes yeah. to the darkest places. So I, I definitely feel for the parents that do kind of, I, you know, it's a little insulting, but I consider it a shortcut. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and uh, I... To just, like, pick up a Jump in. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's, uh, they call it helicopter parenting. Oh, yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah, Yeah. you're always there. You're always, you know, you know, two feet away from everything that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, like, I had a a weird experience where uh, Logan was playing... I think it was, like, a a one-and-a-half-year-old, somewhere around there. But he was playing on the bottom four steps of of my friend's house. Mm -hmm. And there was a mother there that had two kids older... And I'm kind of like 
six, seven feet away. I'm mm-hmm. watching them because I don't want them to go too high. Sure. But on four steps, you can fall four inside, steps. Inside, outside. And the stairs are carpeted oh, inside. Oh, okay, inside, the stairs inside. are carpeted. Yeah, like, yeah. There's padding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, You're not like, talking was, about like a, there's a wooden railing that he could yeah. easily fall through. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. We were, we were at the bottom. He's on the bottom floor. And he's just kind of sitting like, like a seat. Yeah. And then he would kind of scoot down and... I was just playing around a little bit, not jumping, not doing anything crazy. And the other mother in the room, like, saw him and, like, instinct, just, boom, blasted over, picked him up and put him down. And then she turned and looked at me. We made eye contact. It was, like, immediate. Like, she felt so bad. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm like, That's good. And I made a gesture, like, it's okay. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just, it's It's just I try to let him do his own (laughs) thing, but... It's just, it's really scary. I don't yeah. like to judge parents. It's hard not to gossip, illegal party, or what, what are you, the couple's conversation. Sure. The post-car ride from a party. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Trash of course, that's what it is, yeah, about. yeah. That's so funny. I was thinking about that recently for some reason, like, how different, I mean, even, like, I love my brother. There are definitely things that we, like, communicate about and, like, share in common more so than other things but like i know that most like his kid and they have another one on the way is like huge part of his life and like for good reason it's his and like it's an adorable incredible smart kid and it's his and like that's such a part of his experience and i'm like Hey, bro, like, got super trash yesterday. You know what I'm mean? like? Yeah. I don't know. I like, I'm like, I'm sitting around writing, like, dick jokes with my friends <laughs> and, like, drinking beers on Friday nights and stuff like that, you know? Which, like, he, you know, he doesn't write dick jokes with his friends, but he does plenty <laughs> of, yet. like, bits with his friends, I'm sure. But, like, it's just a, it's just a different thing, man. I, like, I can't relate to him where that's concerned and, like, on the way home from parties, totally, you know, the conversation is completely different. You're still, like, lovingly judging everyone, like, oh, such and so's new boyfriend, like, yay or nay, you know? It's still, it's just different things, but I'm sure it's, it's, like, out of proportion when it's... Yeah, so that's how I try to just kind of keep all the little parenting judgments. Like, it's just fun gossip. Yeah. Really, like... No one, most people in your life aren't like neglecting the sure. things that are harming you. There's nothing that's glaring. There's just different lifestyles, yeah. and different approaches. I mean, it's to the it. same as talking about that new boyfriend. You know, it's like, well, you know, she's living her life. If she's getting, if she's, uh, you know, excited and satisfied by it, and it's working okay for her, cool. Like, yeah. you guys are great. I can't, I can't encroach on that and say like, well, if this were my relationship. Whatever. So where where parenting is difficult because I've kind of been saying all the positive and all the beautiful <laughs> parts. Yeah, it's, it's difficult to deal with other parents, but that's not that's not the big challenge. It's a minor thing like holidays. I'm sure. Part, yeah. Yeah. The the big challenge is uh, self care. Oh wow! And that's the thing you don't hear many people talking about because yeah. the, the phrase is it's all for the kids. But what um and and I've I've learned but if a lot. You're not healthy. It's so hard to keep your kid healthy yeah and that's that's the thing is is before we were parents we weren't really kicking life's ass <laughs> we weren't really like exercising as much as we should uh-huh. and you kind of just have those days like everyone just has those days where you just have a bad day at work and you come home and you're like what do you want to do uh, netflix for 11 hours deal yeah right you know? right you just, 
you just do nothing, especially in the winter right now. Oh, uh, Jesus. Like hibernation. It might as well be a cave full of bears watching Netflix. Yeah. It's the same, same if thing. If I have to, like, have a conversation with one more person about how, how it's crazy that I'm still biking in the cold, I'm just like... <laughs> Dude, like, aren't you going crazy? <laughs> like, it's the only thing I have. <laughs> so that that becomes a huge challenge. Yeah. Because the kid, the kids around that, and yeah. they they react to that, and it's it's it shocked me how much my kid reacts to the culture we create around the house. Sure. You're watching Game of Thrones, and you know, sword fighting. The yeah. guy, there would be a, a battle scene. The guys are sword fighting, and Logan hears their anger. And, like, oh, reacts to it and starts wow. to cry and gets oh. scared. <laughs> Normally, we, we were just watching stuff, and he's just playing with toys. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We would turn it off or pause it, you know, if he needed attention. But sure. he was pretty independent and would just kind of interact in his own space. So we just didn't think it mattered or it affected him. And then we were like, well, no, this does affect him. Yeah. Like, you know, like, sorry, Game of Thrones. What? Sorry, we can't watch yeah, we're clicking Andrew you off. shows anymore. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it, and then um and then he globbed on to hockey. That's his oh, first love. Oh, nice. He's a yeah, you're always He's posting it, like um on Instagram little like videos of him. Do you think I'm doing hockey. that? Because I'm a hockey fan. I yeah. play, but like we don't have cable. So, like, we're not watching hockey. Wow. So, so he's we just watch like a limited. few hockey games when it's on WGN. It's uh-huh. on, you know, we'll, we'll tune in. and then, um, But he just started playing. He just, That's I made so him great. a stick. Yeah. So, it is kind of, it is my fault. Uh, you, <laughs> I, made wasn't a, I made him a little you, hockey like, stick on one of my old sticks. It wasn't necessarily you, like, <laughs> pushing it down his throat. No, not Once at you all. saw the interest. People make that assumption. But, no, he's full-blown hockey every day. That's so great. Says, just wants to watch it, watch highlights. He found, I have a, a, a history of hockey book, this gigantic book that weighs like 10 pounds, and he drags it all no around the house way. and flip through it and look at pictures from like the 50s That's so funny. Like hockey issue. Like, there's no way you understand what you're looking yeah. at. Yeah. You're just digging. You just know it's this oh, thing you man. like, and you can flip, and you're colorful. Uh, you already, blocked. you added one to He's the Blackhawks army. hockey nerd. That's so blown. funny. Yeah. And Does he have like a favorite player and stuff like that? No, it's just it's, all hockey. That's yeah. so funny. So like, YouTube has all the international tournaments for uh-huh. like the World Junior Classics from 2010. Right, <laughs> the full game without ads. Yeah, and sometimes it's so without it's the commentators, so you just get to oh. listen to the sounds of the game, and it's. I got maybe I'm a hockey nerd too, but I'm like it's kind of interesting. So we just hey man, I, it, I'm a brisbane. I, I put on background yeah. baseball. All the time. We can get dishes done, and he's watching. Uh, it's his cartoons. Like, That's you know, so funny. He's got to have those little shortcuts. Uh, That's and so then, um, And then the other parenting thing is screen time. That's going to oh, be a big new thing. Yeah. You see that now when you go to restaurants. Like it, Most kids are on their phones, and it's so effective. Yeah. And we've been limiting uh, Logan's screen time a so lot. So my brother he's still, and his wife. He's still he's two years old. He can get right to the app he wants to go to. Yeah. Like nothing. And he's limited maybe like... 15 to 30 minutes a day. Yeah. That's all he gets. And he's already mastered it. He flicks off the ads. Wow. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm always impressed. And he's know? two? Yeah. That's crazy. And he's finding ways to, like, manipulate us. Um, so we're trying to make deals with him to use the toilet. Oh. So I'm like, oh, if you want to watch hockey highlights, you got to, you know, you got to sit down on the potty. The diaper, the potty. yeah. So now he will just come in and volunteer. 
pull his pants off, pull the diaper off, and sit down on the potty, and um, and then hockey. You know, give me, give me hockey. All right, hockey time. And I'll be like, oh, I'm impressed he took off his pants. Like, yeah. I can't, I can't believe you took off your pants. Like, and you took your diaper off, yeah. like your underwear. That's so funny. And you're sitting down on the potty. I'm like, I'm winning. I'm parenting. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm like, my two-year-old. Yeah, you can get hockey, man. Like, yeah, humble brag. Come on, Facebook. Yeah, be yeah. impressed. Yeah. You know. That's so and then funny. he just sits there. He doesn't go to the bathroom. <laughs> he just, <laughs> he just did it because yeah. he knew I would That's give him the phone he wanted to look at that I previously denied him access to. That and is so yeah, the, the game is on. It's a full on, you know, back and forth. That uh, is so trickery. Yeah. All right, Dad, here we go. Butts yeah. on the pot. Yeah, that is so funny. <laughs> what uh, what would you say? Like you cited um, you cited uh, the first watching him eat a cookie for the first time and like watching him, you know, the laugh, the giggle, the laugh yeah, he referenced awesome. and like watching him fall in love with hockey. I'm sure is just like crazy in terms yeah. of emotion and stuff like that. What are some other like big, I don't know, big, small uh, moments is what I want to say. I like to do weird experiments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like to do them around being silent. Okay. Nonverbal communication. Okay. Not like sign language. A lot yeah. of parents teach your kids sign language. Mm-hmm. We didn't really bother. He he had one thing which was like you could do like uh, the Matrix, uh, Morpheus, oh, like, De Neo, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. And he kind of he figured that out. Like, oh yeah, you know, I'm in trouble. Oh. Move away from whatever direction I'm going. That's nice. Yeah, and it was pretty effective for a while. Um, so like one of them was we were we're big outdoor enthusiasts and we we're out camping and uh, that was interesting because we as you know as adults um, we just know we're we have a house we have a home you go inside it's shelter you stay you know you just have that pattern and you just we don't really put thought into that where the, the kid when they go outside it's very much. It, they're instantly engaged with everything oh, yeah. around them. It's a the, total. The birds, the it's leaves like a, blowing I mean, wind, not to be weird, airplanes. but it's like a dog. You know it, what I it mean? It is. Yeah, yeah. It totally is. And they're just, they're instantly engaged with every single, and they, you know, my son particularly just loved being outside. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's kind of sad in the winter too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they're a little, yeah, get a little emotional. Oh. You just got to be aware that they're not, they're not mean, they're just... They just miss being outside. Yeah, um, is what I felt. We all we all feel that low. <laughs> yeah, we I'm all bring up this pain. winter thing a little often. I wonder if people can tell it's February. It's <laughs> I think everyone in in this neck of the woods. So is, is when, feeling when it. we went camping, his mind was just instantly like, "Wait, when do we? We're not Go going inside? inside." Yeah, like, yeah. I could just stay out here. That's so and we had funny. this really nice campground where we just kind of had. It was like an enclosed. Enclosed by woods. Okay. And then there was like one gravel road that took you to the outlet, but it was you had to go a ways to get to the street. Mm-hmm. So we felt pretty safe and comfortable. Like, yeah, he's not going to stray that far away mm-hmm. from us. And if he did start heading towards the road, we would have time to close the gap. Yeah. So it was a really safe and so we just kind of let him be. It nice. Just, you just kind of let him just kind of explore. That's so and walk great. Around. And uh, he was reacting really well to it. So the next day, uh, my wife took a nap. And I'm just like, you know, what if I just start walking into the woods to, like, collect wood? Uh Just adventure 
into the woods. Yeah, without and, like telling. Yeah, you without about like yelling at him, without like having expectations or a goal, uh-huh. just being present and be like, let's just wander Active. like two yeah. weird, you know, two weird animals just yeah. exploring the environment. And just and he loved everything. He just followed, and he, he I started picking up sticks to collect for firewood. And he started helping me. Of course, he started did. Throwing me a little, we made a little pile. He helped me. He, you know, and I, no words were spoken. I never yelled at him. I never had, you know. We're like, hey, help me do this or anything. Yeah, it's just, it's just, I'm the, I'm the father. He's the son. Follow, follow my lead. That's you so know? funny. And it was, it was really beautiful. It was a really powerful memory that like i'll never forget that's that so experience. great it was so beautiful yeah and that's and i've kind of when that happened i was like oh this is this is parenting like just lead by example just kind of be be interesting yeah be aware be present you know put your phone down yeah get off facebook and i, I still struggle with that stuff i can't know? imagine but, i struggle with it as someone who doesn't have a kid that's like watching me yeah. do whatever i'm doing yeah. you know um and then uh you know it's it, it also comes into the the problem i brought up earlier with self-care is that you know you my wife and i you know very much inspired from a, a podcast i found called uh, zen parenting radio okay um and in full disclosure i'm their video producer so that's and that's a relatively new development, right? Yeah, that's very relative, so I don't have anything to promote for that. But um, as well, a yeah, parent, but, I, I but the podcast has existed the for a long it's time, a, right? Yeah, it, they're they've been going for three years, and that's their there big message. And I encourage like non-parents to check it out because it's very like. Be the best version of yourself. Be honest with your partner. It's just like being a good human, not just being a good yeah. parent. Yeah, exactly. That's really all it takes. And and, um, and uh, so I kind of those those ideas and those thoughts really helped my wife and I like have that conversation to go like, hey, you're depressed. Like, yeah, go take a bath. Go for a run. Go play video games. Do it. Do whatever. Go have a long time. Where you're not looking at your child, and you're not wondering if you're, like, carrying your load. Like, oh, did I do enough of the chores? You know, just unplug. We do that once a week. Good. Minimum. Good. Um, In, like, shifts where it's like, all right, like, you're doing that. This is your time. I'm going to go take some me time. Good. That's great. And that, to me, is, like, I just feel like if you don't have that conversation, that'd be the easiest thing to forget. And yeah. I can't help but like kind of uh, um, you know speculate that that's where a lot of marriages fail. That, that that's where it's falling apart. That Is you're that... you are so involved with your kids' needs that you've lost all touch with your own. Yeah, and you're not you're not teaching your kid that. You're yeah. not teaching your kid how do you love yourself? How do you take care of yourself? What does it look like for a person to just relax, enjoy being an individual? Yeah. Um, and then that's, you know, uh, just a really effective way just to manage everything and just keep the ship afloat. Cause it's, <laughs> that's so, but like how poignant though, like, Hey guys, just, just be good to yourself and in turn be a good person and because your kids are going to be paying attention to that regardless of whether you think that yeah, it's and it's a conversation my wife and I have a lot as feminists too because we're we're raising a boy yeah. there's 
you know, we were just at a party full of kids. They were like, you know, three to five year olds, a little bit older than older than Logan. Uh huh. And they're, you know, and I can't help but judge the parents a little bit because the assumption was, well, the the boys are animals. They're being animals down there, and the girls are politely playing in the other room. Uh. And here's the thing: is they were they were true. It was very accurate. The boys were just literal animals, just tearing them <laughs> out of control. Just like Diane and I looked at each other, like, "Whoa, what is the future?" Yeah. Like, oh no! Yeah, oh, yeah. And we have such a well-behaved terrible. little yeah, two-year-old. He's such a sweet, kind. <laughs> That's so funny. Like, oh no! Oh, <laughs> is, this, gosh, is this is this unavoidable? So like, I should make my brother. <laughs> if my brother listens to the podcast from time to time, I should point him to this one to be like, "All right, Nate, like, <laughs> listen up." <laughs> you know, and, and those kids were just releasing a lot of pent-up sure. energy. Like, there's but there it's was like those girls probably that. have pent-up energy. Yeah, they probably do. in a different way, in a different biological well, way. Well, what stuck saying. out to me it wasn't the kids' behavior; it was just the parents reacting to it oh. as if it was just the standard. Like that's the expectation. The expectation are the boys will break everything, and the girls will, you know. And maybe if that's not the expectation, that's not the behavior. I don't know which comes first. I don't know like Nature how much. Nurture, yeah, baby. It's, you know. So I'm trying to, you know. So when. I'm trying to, like, create kind of a culture in our house of, like, you know, uh, we will we will do some things like wrestle. Uh-huh. You know, you'll kind of... And then I try to, like, kind of cap it off at a point where uh-huh. he starts getting too excited and too aggressive. And you're like, all right, all and right. And I try right, to, like, yeah, guys. calm down. Hey, let's read a book. Let's relax. You That's know, so funny. Get some energy out, and then let's, let's rein it in. You yeah. Know? And you're just trying to kind of cultivate, like, a, a peaceful vibe. Uh-huh. And, um... In uh, yeah, I feel like that's uh, such a hard thing to navigate. I can't imagine because I would just, I don't know, it was interesting for me growing up because I had an older brother, but he was five years older than I was, yeah. so like. Not only did I, he was he like the main kid that I looked up to, but he was also like way older than me, so it's like I wanted to like play with his toys because they were cooler than mine and like I don't but I don't know if that if I would have had that experience or that like mentality or or desire if that wasn't what I was looking up to you know what I mean yeah if I had been an only child or like an older sister would I have just had the same you know run-of-the-mill gendered I mean, I've had Barbies and played with them and stuff, but, like, I thought my brother's Legos were fucking cool. Yeah. And I was just like, why can't, like... And my brother, to his credit, was very good about, like, letting me play with him and be like, oh, and he's so, yeah, he like... Pandered, yeah, he Yeah. You know. Yeah, he was so OCD and stuff that um, he would always, like, open up his Legos and then separate them out into all the same pieces, so he'd always, yeah. like, help me do that and... Well, it's just one of those or, things uh, that, let like, me help do that, I mean... There's like there's this dialogue around parenting about control. Like mm-hmm. The words control your child, and like you know, I go to restaurants and it's funny because I can. It's funny when Logan loses control. Sure. And it's when we're all mad. Yeah. It's when like you're waiting for the check and the server's taking forever. Everyone That's is so eternally funny. melting down. Yeah. We don't have filters. Of course he's grumpy because like everyone's yeah. grumpy. Yeah. And so I'm not going to try to control that energy. Yeah. I'm going to just like go, hey, 
My my wife's the money person in the family. She takes care of all that stuff because I'm you know, I don't just that's not my brain. Yeah. You know, left brain, right brain relationship. Uh-huh very clearly between the two of us. That's great. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to go adventuring with Logan. We're just going to walk around. Just take it out of the head. Make eye contact with a young couple. Make them have a weird conversation (laughs) on their way home about whether or not they want to have kids someday. (laughs) Like, I'm totally going to be that person. We're going to get involved. We're going to engage. Uh, And it's funny, too, as a parent, now when I go out without a kid, Uh like, the way people look at me, I'm like, no one... Wait, wait, Nobody you're not smiling? Why are people smiling that's at me? So I was like, oh, that's right. I'm just a boring white dude <laughs> in the suburbs. So funny. There's nothing special about me at all. Like, I'm a cute kid. You just get these big, warm smiles, and people have conversations with you, and it's so bad, and it's always like, And oh, another, but... So shocking, you know? Such a, such a similar, so in the conversation with talking about, like, taking care of yourself, and, yeah. like, remembering that you're a person outside of that, and, like... It's so funny to hear you say that, though. Yeah. That, like, you forget when pe- how people interact with you differently. But yeah, I just I just don't like that notion. I'm just, I'm, you know, I created an individual. Yeah. I mean, my wife did more of the work. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm cultivating an individual. I'm yeah. not, you know, the world I live in is my world. The world uh-huh. I live in is, is you know, Firefly and, and um, you know, weird indie films like... Uh, there's a weird... If anyone wants to see a weird movie about parenting, watch this Greek film called Dog Tooth. Oh, God. I've seen Dog Tooth. You have? It's that amazing. bonkers. you got to watch it from the from the lens of oh, these parents love their kids a lot. Oh, and that's, God. It's, that movie that's, is That's helicopter up. parenting taken to an extreme, but that's what it is. They're... They're in Boy, control of their kids. That's what control of your kids look like. That movie's messed up. Oh, <laughs> really, God. really interesting. It's, but people, I, I want what people else? to Hasn't know. Hasn't that director that done that, a couple other movies, too? I haven't looked into it because yeah. when you have a kid, it, like two hours, two hours for a movie is like really hard to manage. Because yeah. you put him to bed and that means you're going to be two hours, you're going to be up two hours later than uh-huh. the kid. And he's probably going to yeah. want to get up before you in the first place. Yeah, so I kind of you know, oh, miss God, watching Dog Tooth. Yeah, I mean, if you watch Dog Tooth, <laughs> just know that it is messed it's, up. It's good. It's, it's well it's made. Really it's frightening. Uh, uh, but it's also super messed up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fascinated you watched it. I didn't know that was a thing people yeah, had man. been watching. I, uh, I like film spotting. Yeah, okay. That's where I got from, too. Yeah. yeah, I thought so. Based on you've talked about Let the Right One In and film spotting, yeah. both movies that I watched as a result yeah. of hearing about them on film spotting. So I was like, we've got a connection. But anyways, here. like, those movies and the things that I like and the way I think and... Everything about me is my world. I didn't bring a child into my world. Uh-huh. I brought a child into a world that into he's going to call world. his own. Yeah, into you know? his world. I yeah, love that. Like, being into you know, my job is for him to be an individual. Uh huh. Into and and hopefully to contribute and do something that makes planet a better place to live on. Like be a little Fingers altruistic. Crossed. Yeah. Yeah, and just be you know. A, this notion of control and this notion of like kids these days. Oh, sure, like, sure. Watch the movie No Country for Old Men. You know, yeah. It's you're. We're all aging out. Like my kids shouldn't like the things I like. He, you know, <sighs> yeah. And uh, one of the things that's uh, one of the, 
my parenting thing that I'm like really fascinated is like asking questions. Okay. Like I feel like it's one of the, the the gripes I have with my parents. Like no one asks me questions. Like just say what do you think? Yeah. You know, what is your you know like one thing that's funny from my childhood? I don't, I don't know about your own, but uh, I just thought everybody was a Catholic. Oh, that's really like, funny. I didn't. No one told me. Not only no one told me that there are people that don't believe in a God, they're 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 Jews. Yeah, they're Muslims. It, I would there say because Baptist I, Christians. I, yeah, I grew, I grew up Episcopalian. No one told me this stuff in a place where being where it was a very small community of yeah. Episcopalians. Um, and I grew up in the South, so there's just a lot of Baptists. Yeah. So, like, but I definitely agree that, like, it was pretty foreign to me for a while to think of anything that was, like, a non-Christian. Yeah. And if I did, it was very, like, indoctrinated that, like, that was wrong. (laughs) And it was, and it really, like, it's really a part of my childhood that with the moment I started to, to, to question things, to have some, you know, non-religious type thoughts and secularism, all that stuff, I felt alone and isolated, like. What's wrong? Something's wrong. I don't feel this thing. And I don't have anyone to talk to about it. Now, you know, so that's something I want to kind of like take on because I've seen, um, you know, you're also now seeing like atheist parents do the same thing. Sure. That religious parents do, where the the, the where they these kids are just spouting just, the bullet points yeah. of secularism, yeah, and they're not so. It's my hard, man. yeah, my job is my job as a parent is just to be there to ask the questions, yeah, listen to his answers, and, and just like trust that he's on his own path, his own journey. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that's a feeling of the movie Boyhood. Like I was just gonna really, ask if you had seen really Boyhood yet. Perfect. Yeah, just, that's so funny because I had just thought of it. Yeah, and, and if anyone hasn't seen it, you just you can't go into it expecting it to be a normal movie. And I also yeah, it's I also unlike any people, other movie ever made. Watch it in chunks. You absolutely don't need to watch that movie in one sitting. That movie would have been a great miniseries. That I don't you, disagree with you. I, I I would have easily watched a miniseries. That's so funny because I watched it in chunks. It's, it and would I, have been, I would have enjoyed it more if I did it. Really? That. Yeah, it's too long. That's <laughs> three funny. and a half hours. That's so interesting. Exhausting. Because I have been asking myself if I need to go back and watch it all in one sitting to like get a better appreciation of it. I mean, you can. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> you know, uh, but for you, it was like Ugh. I, I feel like a lot of the backlash. A lot of people that didn't like it. There's just expectations of a movie to be a three act structure. Oh you know, yeah, that that I don't mind. Yeah, well, it's just that's you know that's good storytelling. Sure. I, I'm pro three act structure. It's just that movie that's not appropriate. Yeah, There's no reason it's... to have to have that forced into that topic. Yeah. So they they ignored it, and now when people go in to watch it, it's just it's breaking expectations. Sure. And, very, you know, very. So I was a, the people I watched it with. Someone said like that was nothing happened, uh, and I shot back like no, everything, everything happened, everything happened, everything, yeah. happened. everything happened. We had a fun conversation, but about like it, it just it, it mirrors life so well. That's yeah. the thing that's so so magnet. Like that's the thing that I think people are drawn to it for is that like it just is such a everything just like happens to that kid, you know? Yeah. It really puts... Uh, you watch it through a lens of, like, oh, all this is just happening to this kid. Like, yeah. especially before he gets later into his life, but even later into his life, everything is just, like, 
he doesn't get to make choices. It's like what you said. Like, he doesn't... And he finds himself, like, rebelling because he doesn't get to make choices, yeah. you know? It's like everything is just, like, happening around this kid. I'm, like... I'm I'm weirdly excited for a rebellious teenager. Yeah, like, you're like bring it on. I mean, not That's from so a competitive funny. point of view, yeah. but just like a yeah, break fight authority. Yeah, I'm the why authority. not question it? Yeah. yeah, power corrupts. I'm corrupted with power. Yeah. with this child. Like, yeah, already. Uh, just it. the other day, I was like trying to finish. Uh, you were just was, saying. I was that editing it. a video the other day, and my kid like comes up to me. Like so sweet and adorable, and just wants a hug or wants to be held. And I was like, I said, Logan, I love you. Go away. Uh, and then I, I think oh. he did this on purpose. He like pitter pattered so slow. Oh. Like, like the end of the whole. Like, like just yeah. trying to like so, like waste the night. Like yeah, you look at look at how innocent and beautiful I am, you monster. And just slowly so walked funny. away. And I was like, oh, I got stuff to do. There's another parent in the house. That like, is so. <laughs> someone else shower this kid with love because I'm, I'm I'm busy. That but is yeah, so funny. You know, so I know I know I'm not going to be you know, and that's something my wife and I talk about where it's like um, we we try to have different energies. So like. Uh, I have a controversial view on Santa Claus. Okay. I'm gonna plant a seed of doubt. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ruin it. Crush his dreams. Yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna like you know Richard Dawkins him. Yeah. You know? Right. 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 Like, here's the science. Here's the facts. That's Read so your kids lie. You know. I'm just gonna be like. Uh, I I never believed it. Yeah. You know, and then my wife is already. She's like, "You're a monster. That's horrible." I'm like, I'm "Like, no, you tell the opposite. Like, yeah. you're a believer. You're you're a happy and it's cute and the holidays are fun. You know, and we'll, let's so bring, hard, let's man. throw two different energies at him. It's so hard. And just see what happens. It's yeah. an experiment. It's our journey. I love it's it. our parenting. Like, I'm not just gonna do the thing just because my parents did. Because I'm kind of curious, what would it be like if if I was just kind of Weirdly different yeah. than the other than the other energy, That's and then great. on the religion aspect, it's funny because like my my partner, my wife would never she would never have a conversation with him about religion. Mm-hmm. She doesn't she's not interested in philosophically. It's not a thing she it, she doesn't have that dialogue. She just she just bows out at a party like sure nope I'm not interested in talking about this. fair. And then I'm I am I'm very and you're philosophical. Like, let's engage. Like, let's yeah, in. Yeah. Like, here's these people believe in this because of this reason and right. this, you know and here's the here are the foods they eat this is what this tradition is and oh here they fast at this time and the sun's down like it's interesting yeah you know? sure sure it's not my faith but it's still knowledge it's still a fascinating group of people that you can learn about absolutely. So, we're just that's like a big thing with our parenting is we're just trying to bring like two different types of energy and we're trying to also respect each other for that you know yeah so we we do parent a little differently i'm a little bit more hands-off uh-huh yeah and uh and we just kind of go with it and, and so far he's an awesome kid and i have met him and he's and, great until, <laughs> until he turns 13 and he becomes my mortal enemy uh, i'm so proud that is so funny <laughs> that you're just like waiting for him to rebel yeah I, I hate i hate when when i hate that like kids these days mentality drives yeah. me nuts I, so... I, I, I was i was in a band and we we, we played terrible music yeah. it was metal core it was screaming uh, it was like 
Beverly Melody, uh, and we just got shat on by all the all the adults. Like uh-huh. we weren't doing it, we weren't doing drugs, we weren't drinking, we were just playing music, uh-huh. and being weird and creative. And the adults just shat on us. Uh-huh. They said oh, that's not music. They just trashed us. I see those same people on Facebook trashing the music of today, yeah. doing what those adults did. Just continuing that bullshit trend. Uh, and I'm like frothing at the mouth. You, you hypocrites. Yeah. You know, that's don't so squash your dreams. They play on laptops because that's what they do. I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. It's their thing. It's Let so leave them be. It's yeah. just like, you know, it's like how everyone it should be recognized. Yeah. It's just such a, we're just navigating a thing, like a time. Well, I mean, Every time has been a time that's never been like that, I guess. Like, but opinions are so loud. But yes, of, but we in the in network. the quote like information age, yeah. we are navigating a time like you said yeah. where opinions and 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 media and everything. Every, is... Every white person on the planet has an opinion about Kanye West, and they all must tell each other about Ugh. that opinion. Ugh. <laughs> No, it's thanks. like, oh my goodness, I'm so sick of this conversation. I'm like, well, his music's <laughs> not really for me, but it seems to work for some people, so I don't care. Yeah. Um, cool. It seems like we're kind of naturally reaching this point, but I'll go ahead and, and bring it to a full button. How do you feel like your love of parenting uh, has influenced you and, like, and being a parent? has influenced you um, both creatively and then just, like, your life in general? Uh, creatively, that's that's a really easy question to answer, and that's perspective. Cool. Because it's one of those things where, like, I have a camera all the time. Uh-huh. I'm shooting video all the time. I have, like, a nine-minute film of my camping trip that I love. There's that's no, great. There's no music. There's barely any edits. Uh-huh. And I don't know if there's anyone else on the planet that wants to watch that it That would ever want to watch it, yeah. It's on my Vimeo. I, I just go back and watch it. And it's just these weird silences and you just hear nature. I'm literally going to watch it tonight just thinking about camping. That's so funny. And, uh, and then... So I just try to get the camera and his point of view. Uh-huh. Like looking up at adults. See what that looks like. Like when you're that small and you look up at us... We're huge. Oh yeah, we're, I tell people all the time. Scary. I mean, I'm five two. I know he's like two six or whatever, but uh, <laughs> I'm five two, and I tell people all the time that I can never judge how tall people are. Yeah, because everyone, for the most part, is taller than me. Yeah. So I just look up and I'm like, well, everybody looks tall. <laughs> and then you, when I see that in my camera. You know, I'm always amazed that he's not scared of people. Oh, yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, it's just... That's just that, that, the world. That fear hasn't been downloaded into that poor brain yet. Yeah. It's, it's so sad. You, know, you just keep hearing, like, uh, uh, statisticians say, like, this is the safest time in human history wow. to be alive. Yeah. Statistically, it's never been safer to be a human being. Uh-huh. Yet, the media and the news, it's just fear peddling. There was Absolutely a story in Missouri of parents who paid someone to kidnap their child to teach them a lesson. Oh, my God. They tied the kid up in a basement and, like, said, we're going to murder you. Holy shit. And they did it because of how much they love their kid. Oh, God. And they're so ingrained in this Yeah, I mean, there's a scene in Dog 
in Dogtooth <laughs> that involves a VHS tape. Yes, yes. That I will not soon forget. Yeah, you have plenty of VHS tapes. <laughs> yeah. So, if we had kids around. Sorry to call you out for being a Luddite on, do, your, on your podcast. We do have a Boy. lot of, we have, I would say, far, far more than the average amount of VHS tapes that yeah. people own uh, uh, in their lives. Uh, granted, I would say, like, I don't own any of that. Like, if it comes down to it, they're my roommate's VHS uh, tapes. But, yeah, we still have, like, fucking 70. <laughs> I don't know. We have so many. <laughs> and the other interesting thing about, like, shooting video of my kid all the time mm-hmm. um, is that it's always an authentic performance. Oh, Like, that's he's so not cute. really... I mean, he, he may, doesn't really understand he, the... He might ham it up. Yeah. He might kind of, like, know, like, throw me a smile or something. Maybe it's because I'm looking at him, uh-huh. you know, and he's interacting with me and the camera's not there. Uh-huh. But, like, it's just really fascinating just to see... And just have the camera following Naturalistic. Around. And just, yeah, and it's it's always an excuse to kind of experiment and try different things, mm-hmm. you know, in that interaction. So, like, uh, uh, one day I just had my cam- my phone. I didn't even have my, my nice camera. And we just did, like, a chase. Because we, we, go, we go to the park in our neighborhood, and he always plays on the park, and he loves it. Sure. Um, but there's this huge field, this huge grass field. And so just one day I'm just like, you know what? You play on those, you play on those swings and the slime every freaking day. I just I'm gonna run into the field and we're gonna See chase each other. Yeah. And I shot like an action, a little That's action so movie of, like, I love of it. me hiding from him behind trees and him just trying to get me. That's so That's it. great. It was like 15 minutes of pure joy, yeah, just yeah. laughing and giggling uh, and That's so great. Rolling in the grass. It's as corny as it sounds, but I love it. That was a great little video. Yeah, of course. And I wasn't like racking focus or wondering, you know, you know. Uh, is it magic hour? Yeah. Like, how's the sunlight looking? Like, sure. Trying to ham it up, trying to get that like perfect shot. So funny. Just running with a camera in my hand and just letting it be uh, a, just a silly goof off. Yeah. And he just reacts instantly, and it's just it's so authentic and sincere. I mean, you try to socialize and go to parties and 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 try to have friendships and engage with people, and it's so weird because you just there's this. It's hard to be authentic. Yeah. There's so many layers. Oh, for sure. So many defenses and, and weird barriers we're all putting up. And I just interact with my child, and there's just none of that there's shit. There's nothing between you. Yeah. That's not yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, until he gets his own, like, Twitter account and starts yeah. bitching Oh, I already made him a Twitter account. Um, perfect. I have, like, a, I have a huge, like, at replies to him. So he has, like, this monstrous timeline That's of like so memories funny. maybe he'll never look at them right but like i weirdly don't have like childhood photos of me uh-huh uh, it, was a, it was a jilted it just, burned oh. everything. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. that's crazy. That was, that's, a, that's a fun memory. There's, there's a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'm just like, yeah, well, it's a digital age, you know. Yeah. Unless the grid goes down. Why not find All another way here. to... Yeah, yeah. That's so great, man. Thank you so much. That was my pleasure. For Thanks being for having here. me. Um, congrats on the, um, the position with Zen Parenting yeah, Radio. Thanks. And, uh, I can't, I hope people will check that out. And I, I like the Twitters. I don't like Facebook, but oh, people yeah. can follow me, uh, Sean P. Boyle. On At Twitter. Sean P. Boyle. Yeah, Sean P. Boyle. Find it. Yeah, I'm way, I don't know what my 
I don't know what my relationship with social media is anymore. I think I like taking it in and not necessarily engaging in it all the time. I think I want to talk to aunts and uncles on the holidays. <laughs> not at all the rest of the year. Fair enough. I, they're, they're great people. Fair they're enough. Just, yeah, they're just getting into these arguments and stuff. And yeah. I don't know. Facebook just feels toxic to me now. It just yeah. feels like a lot of negativity. It gives a lot I call of... on Twitter. It's like interesting people like posting about, you know, activism and yeah. making the world a better place and all this like cool stuff. It definitely is a, they're definitely very different mediums. Um, but yeah, check out Sean on Twitter. I recently started following him, even though I thought I had been for so long. I'm, I'm still taking that jerk. very personally. I'm such a jerk. <laughs> well, at least I admitted it to the, to yes. the podcast Transparency. listeners. Yeah. yeah. I, I really was just like, boop, boop, boop. All right, synonym idea. Like, I never thought... That uh, I wasn't. What a jerk. It's such a weird world. I was a little sad. I went to DM you. And I'm like, she doesn't follow me. It was a total <laughs> oversight. As soon as you, I saw your text, I was like, you got to be kidding me. I felt so bad. I think it's because of the, like, because I follow you on Instagram. and I well, We have a Mark Marin moment right now. Are we cool? <laughs> are we cool? Are we cool? cool? Please cool. tell me we're cool. We're are we cool? cool? Yeah. <laughs> All right. The thing that I say at the end of my podcast, now that we have the Are We Cools out of the way, uh, is, Sean, that I love you and I mean that. Oh, thank you. This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.